Welcome to Heart Shaped Pod, a Nirvana fan podcast, with your hosts, Adam Todd Brown and Travis Clark. Hey everybody, welcome to Heart Shaped Pod. I am Adam Todd Brown. I remain Travis fucking Clark. TFC. Mm-hmm. And we are your hosts, Travis what have you been up to since last time we talked? Well, it's funny. Since we've last spoken, I have sat on your couch uh, and I made a couple Eclipse jokes, uh, which are super topical this week. Sure. Uh, sure. And uh, then I uh, got a glass of water. Yeah. We, we we were talking about my Eclipse box that I made. I yeah. made an Eclipse viewer. I tweeted a thing and said the best part of the Eclipse has been killing a whole box of Frosted Flakes in a day so I could build something to watch it with. And you wouldn't imagine the number of replies I got that were like, um, you could just put it in another container. It's like, you could let me be a comic and tweet some fucking jokes and calm True. down, too, because I know I could, I, like, I didn't eat, uh, not that I wouldn't, right? but it was a family-sized box. Sure. I, I just, when I came over and saw that there was a Frosted Flakes box made into an Eclipse viewer, I was like, oh, he was serious. I didn't know that you, yeah, you know, I, whipped, I, I whipped it up. In it took me like five minutes. There were they've been all these tutorial videos, and they're not rocket science. No, no, it's it's sun science. Yeah, it's solar science. That, yeah, that's yeah. a good point. Yeah, yeah. But I could talk people how th- through how to build one. You know, for the next total eclipse, which should be forty years. Yeah, I think there's one next week or something. There's one yeah. next week. No. Oh no. man. Yeah, there won't be one for a long time. Next time Haley's comments around, I think there's going to be an eclipse. Oh, probably. Yeah, and that's when the. Uh, dinosaurs will die oh not the dinosaurs did you see the guy uh there's a picture going around there was a guy in a dinosaur costume holding a sign this morning somewhere in la uh and it just said we thought it was an eclipse too i get it i get because the dinosaurs went extinct right but i bet they weren't i bet they didn't even talk about it first i bet they didn't even have a written language yeah, that's how far I'm going to go down that. Yeah. I'm going to say the dinosaur never stood on a street corner. I'm going to say dinosaurs didn't have streets. Not, nope, not true. No. Well, no. Yeah, I'm, oh. I'm agreeing with you. Just oh, I, th- I thought you. I thought you had in a really con- other- confusing way that sounded like I wasn't agreeing with you. <laughs> no, Dinotopia was a real place. That's where all the dinosaurs lived. They had a sitcom. Yeah. Duh. Duh. They had an underground railroad. Did you ever watch Dinosaurs? I, a little bit. Remember the thing about the ba- the baby was the star of it, right? Yeah, it, it was kind of a heavy show. Like they was it? They, yeah, they covered some really dark stuff. Feel like it was just Roseanne as dinosaurs. There's like a steroids episode. There's all what? Kinds of, yeah, they covered a bunch of social issues on that show. Oh man, I do look to dinosaurs for my steroids lessons. Right. Well, they bulked up, and no one knows why. <laughs> There's a point if you look at the evolution of dinosaurs, they just bulk up at one point. Right. Probably steroids. Yeah, and that's, that's how they get the big heads, right. short arms, all the things steroids cause. Uh, and roid rage is what really, it wasn't an asteroid, it was roid rage. <laughs> that was what killed them. Wow, I can stop podcasting now. I got that joke. Yeah. Out. Yeah. We're done. Bye, guys. So we are uh, continuing last week's episode about the best Nirvana moments on YouTube. These are things you can go out and uh, watch for yourself. On the internet. On the internet. Or there will be a video version of this podcast up with the videos on it. Might not be up the same day, but check our YouTube page. It'll be around. It'll be around, and uh, you can watch all the videos with us that way. Or just uh, cue them up at home. Because we all live on the internet now. We sure do. All of us. Yeah. So when the asteroid does hit and mankind is erased, we'll still be on a hard drive somewhere. Right. Yeah. Ideally. So, uh, yeah, we're continuing last week's episode about the best Nirvana moments on YouTube. Things you can go out and watch for yourself. Should we start with, uh, last week we did a lot of early early mm-hmm. Nirvana stuff, and a lot of them uh, just being crazy on stage. Oh, those wacky, grungy kids. Just whipping dicks out. and Spitting on cameras. Spitting on cameras having repeatedly. The in- <laughs> yeah, having the inability to destroy the set pieces. Yeah, that was awkward. <laughs> That was awkward. I feel like after that, he was like, well, I got to show him my dick now. Well, I can't rip Which down. leads me to believe maybe he had a pretty impressive dick. Because he was like, oh, well, I got to, yeah. They, I failed at that, but check out this dick. I can't destroy cloth and bendable tubing. <laughs> Perhaps I should show them my penis. Oh, Kurt. Who hasn't been down that road? Uh, I mean, hey, I did that on the way here. Yeah. 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 This, uh... 
so let's talk about some behind the scenes stuff. Ooh, I love behind the scenes stuff. There are some really, really interesting things out there. One of them is a video of them rehearsing for their SNL, like those, the, the, you know, the really brief commercials where the host oh, will right. say, hey, on SNL this week, I'm Charles Barkley with musical guest Nirvana. Right. And uh, Charles Barkley was the musical guest the first time. He was the musical guest? Nirvana was on, yeah. Or was it that? I think it was the second time. <laughs> but you said Charles Barkley was the musical guest. Oh, yeah. That would be amazing. <laughs> I'm Charles Barkley. <laughs> and Nirvana were the hosts. Yeah. yeah. It was a weird, it was the, the Sadie Hawkins SNL episode <laughs> where they reverse everybody. So if you go out to, uh, this is a YouTube page called Christian Shows Nirvana, which, what? <laughs> that's a really weird name, Christian. All right. But I'm guessing it's not his first language because there's literally uh, not English words wow. in the title, which is Nirvana Rehearsal Saturday Night Live 1993 Full HD Legendado. Yeah, this, uh, this place is littered with umlauts. It's going to be a problem. <laughs> And these are just uh, a series. It's only one minute long, and it's just a bunch of clips of them. Hi, I'm Charles Barkley, host of the season premiere of Saturday Night Live with Nirvana. Look, Mom, your favorite, Nirvana. Ha ha ha. Let's do one more. Uh, you got, you got a little, you're a little rushed at the beginning. You got a little more time. Okay. Boy, the framing on this is tough because uh, Charles yeah. is very tall. Yeah. But Chris Novoselic is still taller. Hi, I'm Charles Barkley, host of the season premiere of Saturday Night Live with Nirvana. Look, Mom, your favorite, Nirvana. And they, yeah, they're just having Chris, Kurt and Dave kind of look awkward. Hi, I'm Charles Barkley. I'm hosting the season premiere of Saturday Night Live with Nirvana. I'm not a role model, and these guys really aren't role models. Why, who's <laughs> laughing at this? I, yeah, I have no that's idea. That's the worst supportive laughter. Yeah. Let them know it's a bad idea, guys. But they wow. they did not. Mm. Oh, but you know, in and I was wrong. That's a that's their second SNL appearance. In their defense and Barkley's defense and I guess even SNL's defense, those promos are never good. No. no. There's like in in the 40 year 43 years that show's been on, there's been like four funny ones. Right, you know? and it's not like they don't even need to be. Just that's an informational moment. Right. Just tell us who's hosting and who's right. the musical guest. That's all I need to know to decide if I want to watch that episode. Although I will say honestly, other than that promo, the uh, the worlds of Charles Barkley and <laughs> Nirvana are not crossing in that way. Yeah, I feel like they weren't probably getting along too great. Right, it didn't look like they had a lot of chemistry. It, they probably found the whole thing silly and sellouty and corporate, and they probably hated it. Right. You know? And Charles Barkley probably did, too. Right. Or at least the probably not the sellout corporate-y part. Right. I'm sure he hated it. Yeah, I'm sure he also probably had no idea who Nirvana was. Yeah. Yeah. yeah probably not. Uh, so on that same note, there is also out there- Also, too, just real quick, they had to sit there and have a basketball player tell people that they weren't good people. Yeah, one, the, well, yeah, I guess they did make a point of him. Like, I'm not a role model. These guys really aren't role models. And it was like, well, yeah, that was shitty. They've just become famous. Like, what? Right. Well, this was a couple years on, because this was oh. their second performance. It's during the dick spitting. So it okay. was after all yeah, the heroin okay. and the baby had been born gotcha. and they lost their baby. and They lost it? Yeah, there the, there was a Vanity Fair article that came out not long after oh, the oh, kid was born. Oh, 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 I thought I thought you meant they, oh no, they yeah, yeah they yeah, misplaced yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I thought you meant they didn't have a baby. Like like they they had a oh, miscarriage. No, 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 no. They got their kid taken away briefly. I remember that. Yeah, I do remember that. And that like all got straightened out. And I think that's probably what Chuck was referring to. Oh, Sir Charles. Sir Charles. But there is also, which is uh, a little more substantial and interesting, you can find their rehearsal for their second oh. uh, SNL appearance on a YouTube page called Soaked in Bleach. I wonder if it's the official one for the documentary. I Who wonder as well. knows? But uh, probably not. Probably not. I mean, it's got a decent amount of views, but not a yeah official web 
And unless site, Courtney yeah. loves murdering him in this video, there's oh boy, <laughs> no reason for those to be tied <laughs> right, together. It's true. So uh, yeah, this is them uh, rehearsing. I probably started it a little early, but it is interesting because you get to see just kind of the you know the the background, and there's a guy who comes out and like introduces them, but. I think he's standing in for the guy who would normally introduce Yeah, he'd be standing him. in for Charles. Yeah. Because uh, the host always introduces the yeah. band. Unless, unless the host is doing a quick change during the band, in which case they usually have a cast member doing Right. It. And this guy comes out. Or the only other exception is when the musical guest and the host are the same person. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That doesn't happen a lot, but it does happen. Right. And yeah, there's a lot of footage in this of stagehands just sort of standing there waiting for the band to start, which that part's not that entertaining. Unless you're just super into stagehands. Yeah. I yeah. mean, if you're a stagehand head. Or if you're in this video, yeah. you probably love it. I don't know if any of those stagehands are still with <laughs> us. They were. And this is them rehearsing Heart Shape Box, obviously. And it's, uh, they got Pat Smear on stage with them. Kurt's playing, uh, is that a Univox? No, I can't. I was actually just looking at that. I can't tell what that is. I believe that is a Univox High Flyer. Dude, the headstock looks weird to me. Yeah, it does. It but might the, be a Mazret. It might be the actual guitar that the Univox was trying to Oh, copy. yeah, it could be. Because they got some money at this point. You don't have to go buy yeah. it. Yeah. Where's Pat? They're not doing. Oh, there he is. Yeah. Oh. Speaking of framing, not doing a great job yeah. of getting Pat in there. Well, that's what they're doing now. Is they're trying to figure out what their yeah. shots are going to be. Yeah. Man, Kurt loved that shirt. It's he been really in like did. Six different videos. Yeah. Both of those shirts, that striped yeah. one and the the pajama shirt that he's wearing over it. Oh, the dick shirt. You mean? That's the one that oh, has yeah, the dick bottoms too. Yeah. yeah, that was the that was the shirt he flashed his dick yeah. to last time. Dollars to donuts. Mr. Pat Smear's playing a Hagstrom. That's my guess. Oh yeah, Hagstrom Viking is my guess. If we could ever get a shot of that uh, camera guy. I like how the camera moved like they were going to accommodate you, and then <laughs> yeah. it just went back in tight you know this. Yeah, it's one of my few powers is I can control camera moves in the past. <laughs> it's a real weird power. I'm the worst superhero. I mean, that's not a bad shot if there were only three people in the right. band. I mean, that is the problem with being the rhythm guitar player in yeah. any band is you're almost never going to be in any of the And shots. in a band that has yeah. been a three-piece up right. to this point. Look at that giant rack mount tom. That would now be a floor tom. It is so huge. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they are just not going to show Pat Smear. It's just not going to happen. Yeah, that's weird. We'll uh, we'll watch all the heart shape box, but there's also, if you go out and watch this, this is 15 minutes long. They play both songs. Oh, right. What was the other song they played? Trying to think, I guess it would probably be all apologies. I wonder if it's all apologies or Penny Royalty. Oh, it might be Penny Royalty. Ah, uh, small clone. Yeah, oh, yeah. Set on fast. Yeah, we got to do a gear episode. Yeah. Which is surprising. Well, the thing that's surprising about them is that the gear is not thick. It's no. only a few things, yeah. but it's uh, a big part of their sound. Hey, that's close to our podcast name. That's very close. That's interesting. Uncomfortably close. Should huh. we sue Nirvana? I mean, be good publicity. Yeah, you know? it would put us on the map for sure. sure. Well, technically we're on the map. Yeah, it would yeah. just make more people come to the location yeah. in the back. Right, yeah. right, right. Yeah. Hey, wait. I'm I got to tell you, I am super annoyed by them not showing Pat Smear. Yeah. I'm really, yeah. really frustrated by it. I'm always curious how shit like this gets out. Like, like who 
filmed this and released it. Well, I'll tell you, the public. As I understand how SNL does it, when they do a run through, it's all live tape. In oh, case yeah. something goes wrong during the show, they have something to cut to. So somebody was probably going through the archive and was like, oh, here's this stuff, and yeah. either took it or illegally uploaded it or what have you. Uh, we saw like an arm of Pat Smear. Right now, we're just, just sitting on Christ. Yeah. Because that's who you are. Dave Grohl is smoking. Dave, Dave Grohl is smoking. That's a different cigarettes. time. Yeah, right. Let's see if we can forward and see. But what I mean, they play also, next. too. You know, Pat Smear wasn't an unknown dude in the music world. He'd been in the germs. Yeah. Yeah, it's really weird. What do they play next? Now I'm curious. I'm, I'm, my money's on all apologies. I think rape me. Mm. Come on. Got a close-up of the bass drum and all the carpeting inside. and Or maybe they're going to play nothing. Mm, that'd be good. Yep, maybe not. Wow. Yeah, uh. I guess we don't get a second song. <laughs> Fuck us. And now it's just back to the guy. Back to the stagehand. Smoothing his hair out. Yep. Looking casual as can be. And yawning. Yawning at yeah. the end. All right. Yeah. So now this, in terms of backstage or behind the scenes stuff, is legitimately fascinating to me because it's the one thing on this list that I've never, ever, ever, ever seen, but I've heard about. And that is the rehearsals for Nirvana Unplugged. Yeah. Which I don't know if maybe this is on the DVD of Nirvana Unplugged. I don't know. I, d- I had that at one point. Ooh, I think I did too, but I, I can't say that that was something that was in heavy rotation. Yeah, I just uh, I don't fuck with DVDs that much, right. so I, did, I never kept it. So I don't know if this is like maybe on the bonus features on the Nirvana Unplugged DVD, but at one point during Nirvana Unplugged, he mentioned they play Penny Royalty, and he plays it solo acoustic, and he mentions that they played it in rehearsal, and it right. sounded terrible. Well, they they have that debate where he goes, "Should I play this one by myself?" And he, yeah, and it's funny. Like most of <laughs> most of Unplugged seems to be a surprise to Dave Grohl because he's yeah. constantly asking, <laughs> "What song are we doing? <laughs> Which yeah. one?" Uh, so yeah, he goes like, "Yeah, I'm gonna try it in a different key because it didn't go well in rehearsal." I'll try it in the in the actual key, but then if it doesn't sound good, then these people are just going to have to wait. Right. And this is apparently part two. So there's uh, apparently another, yeah, there's another uh, part one to these rehearsals, which is also 14 minutes long. This one's eight and a half. And it's uploaded on a YouTube page. Decky Smith. D-E-C-C-Y Smith. Decky Smith. I'm going to uh, say this. This is a thing I uh, I was noticing today, and I'm comfortable enough in uh, everything about myself to say this. Kurt Cobain was a delicately pretty man. Yeah. There was something- uh, He was a handsome dude. He was handsome, but it, it was that kind of like, there's something masculine and feminine about him. It was a, an yeah. interesting dichotomy of uh, the way that he was. Yeah, for sure. I like how if if you're not watching the video, you have no idea why Travis said that. And it's because we're just looking at oh, a right, yeah. still image of Kurt Cobain's right. face right now. Also, too, I just I've been dying to say yeah. that now for also, several weeks. And I just thought I need to let it out. Yeah. I'm glad you got it off your chest. Yeah. Here we go. This is uh the part two of their unplugged rehearsals. And I'll stop talking in a second, but you'll notice that this doesn't sound that good. They were trying to harmonize. Yeah, yeah. Ah. Yeah, it sounds awful with the harmonies. It sounds interesting, but it doesn't sound fully flat. Doesn't sound like yeah. they've got it figured out yet. Starts struggling with the microphone. I'm so tired, I can't see. Fun fact, I believe that the guitar that uh, Pat is playing is one of Buck Owens' guitars. Oh, really? Yeah. Is it a harmony? I don't remember the make. I just remembered that uh, it was supposedly actually... Oh. 
This is where Kurt gets upset. Oh, he is upset. Oh, he said we're not going to do the solo. Uh, and see, this this must be where they decide to do it with just him, because this part sounds great. That harmony is oh, that's bad, bad times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Boy, that would have changed the tone of Nirvana Unplugged. Yeah. Sit and drink so this certainly isn't one of those videos that you're going to put on and listen to a lot. I find this fascinating. Yeah, though. it is. It's one of the most interesting ones out there. Because you know what? It is, in an odd way, part of the myth-building part of Nirvana. That stripped down, raw, Kurt doing that song that which seems to have like a lot of pain behind it, seems like a conscious choice of him being like bearing himself. And you go, no, it's because they couldn't fucking yeah. nail it in rehearsal. Yeah, it and was you, like a snap decision. Yeah. yeah, and you and even when even though you hear him say that in the live um, in the like extended live album, there's. It's like he's teaching him the song now. Yeah? Well, this is him. Try they're trying the harmonies with Dave Grohl now on guitar instead, or no, Dave Grohl on guitar and Pat Smear on harmonies. We don't need those. Don't need the harmonies. And then at the end of this, they play "Man Who Sold the World," and it's great, right? Oh, after this, yeah, they do. yeah. There's it's, that. This it's is reversed actually, in. On the thing, isn't it? I think so. But yeah. this is uh, this is a three-part thing that's all on uh, this same YouTube page, Decky Smith. They have uh, part one, two, and three, and it's like oh, this is fantastic. Forty-five minutes of Nirvana rehearsing for Unplugged, or there's also an after show. So what's oh, I've seen the I've seen a link to the after show stuff, but I haven't yeah. watched it. So what's interesting to me about this is that. Based on the clothing that they have on, this must have been like day of last looks before they're getting yeah. ready to go, right? Yeah. Because yeah, this was like like a dress rehearsal. Yeah, they're getting ready. Which is funny when you look at how like disheveled and dressed down everyone is. That right. This was the, and we're all ready to go. Like there is no artifice and no pretending that, the, you know, now yeah. I feel like they would wear like sparkly jackets and bow ties. and Yeah, you know, like even toward the end of their career, they were wearing like suits right. on TV sometimes. Right. Like there's a really great performance of Rape Me where they're all wearing like vests and ties and it's on like an Italian TV show and it's such a good performance. Really? I don't know what it is about it, but it's just... And yeah, this is them playing uh, The Man Who Sold the World in rehearsal. Didn't they have a problem with this one too? Or at least... That's well, what there he it says. sounded yeah. really weird, yeah. But this sounds better. I think what the weirdness we're hearing here is that this probably isn't mixed uh, for TV. Although, you know, when they were doing this song, even on the final version, there's problems with the sound. It feeds back a few times. They try and duck it out and, like, keep it going. Yeah. So you can hear it go like, Woo! A few yeah. times, and they have problems with it. That's what happens when you try and distort an acoustic guitar. It doesn't like it. Yeah, that was him breaking the rules right. too. They bring that up in the Bear yeah. Witness documentary. That good because that was one of the you're not allowed to do things. Yeah, but which is weird. In his defense, like, have you seen the Springsteen one where Springsteen shows up with amps and electric guitars and it's just like, oh no, nah, we're gonna do a Springsteen show. <laughs> and it's like that's not the point. Pick up an acoustic guitar, motherfucker. And it was for the Human Touch album. Like, no one. Oh. Like, play Human Touch and get the fuck out of here if that's what you're going to do. Jesus. Such a bad album. But you know what? That was the kind of, like, whoever originally, I can't remember who the first unplugged band was. But then everybody wanted to do it. And then everybody would go on radio and just do an acoustic version. Like, there's that famous STP yeah. uh song where they just did acoustic because that was like the trend. STP's Unplugged was really good. They did Unplugged but even before they did Unplugged they did 
I can't remember which I one think it was. was. Probably plush or something. Like right, but it was it was just a acoustic yeah. guitar. Um, but then everybody started trying to do trying to sneak in more things where somebody would bring out yeah. an electric guitar to play a solo, or somebody would have an yeah. electric bass. Because an acoustic bass is a dumb instrument. I'm gonna it's tell a you, stupid right, it's a instrument. Stupid, stupid yeah. instrument. I wish we could get. I wish they would release that as, that Stone Temple Pilots unplugged. Just because they play uh, "Pour Some Sugar on Me" and it's they do fantastic. Oh, that's amazing! Because Scott Weiland is like struggling with the vocals, like on the. Do uh, you take sugar? <laughs> like that part is so great on their performance. Oh, that's that unreal! <laughs> One lump or two. See, this performance went better. Yeah. Oh, Grohl and his turtleneck and ponytail. Yeah. I gotta tell you, so he's playing these um, sticks called they're, they're called uh, depends on what the manufacturer, but they're usually called thunder sticks or something like or lightning rods. Yeah, where they're basically little wooden dowels all banded together. At the time, I had never seen them before, and because this came out around the holidays, I thought it was candy canes. I thought he was being <laughs> funny. I thought it was like, oh, Dave Grohl's playing. That would be so great. Candy canes. <laughs> that would have been fantastic. <laughs> I gotta tell you, man, that unplugged. We've talked about it before. I just have such a special place in my heart-shaped pod for it. Like, it's, yeah, it's such an amazing performance and such a transition of the band too. Right now that we've we've been going back and looking at their early stuff, I don't think any of these guys imagined they would ever do something like this when they started. No, you know. No. And you can kind of tell, like, even in these rehearsals, like, it's still so rough. Right. And for them to have pulled it off the way they did, like, they didn't replay most of those songs. Like, they just went through and played it from beginning to end, and it was damn near flawless. Mm. So go out and watch the Nirvana Unplugged rehearsals. That is a thing that you can go check out. And especially if you're familiar with the Unplugged either performance or the Unplugged album, you hear... Kurt tell the stories of these particular songs and the struggles that they had with them in rehearsal. Right. So to get to see what those struggles were and to see what the better version of those songs uh, became, it's yeah. a, it's it's a cool transition to see. Yeah, I I feel like there must be a version of that concert out there on DVD or Blu-ray that maybe has those. But if not, just go watch them on YouTube. Yeah, I'd like to stop buying plastic and just uh, look at stuff yeah. on the internet. We have a uh, we have an Earth to preserve. Sure do. Okay, let's get into some funny stuff before yeah. we get into the sads at the end. <sighs> there's some sad stuff out there, yeah. but holy shit, I get that this is not a video podcast. Uh, it will be. You'll be able to go watch the video version in a day or two. But I wish you were all watching this with us. This is a commercial from. Oh God. When In Utero came out. Oh, boy. And I've seen this. This will be the third time in my life that I've seen this commercial. And it is horrifying. It's tough. I watched that. <laughs> and I, I honestly looked at this and I went, were they trying to make people never like them? Yeah. Like, it's, I like Nirvana. I like Bob Goldthwait. And you throw this together and you go, this is terrifying. Yeah. And not in a, like a horror movie, just like the imagery and like what everything just, about it. It's just it's it, it, it's skin I, crawling. I feel like every second of it was probably Kurt Cobain's idea. Sure, because this, I mean, it, this is the all the shit he's into right in one thirty second clip. Um, you're uh, right. And apparently, this commercial came out uh, in September to or no, no, I think that's when In Utero came out. Uh, but uh, September twenty thirteen. That's. That oh, I wonder right. if they reissued this as part of the oh maybe the uh, the twenty year uh, twenty year reissue, which was fucking great. That's one of my favorite. Of yeah, there's a bunch of reissues uh, rarities on that. Oh, one. Yeah, that's a really good one. Uh, so let's watch this commercial, oh. and me and Travis will just talk you through it. All right. First of all, before you even hit po- for okay. First off, there's babies. No, first of all, there's chickens with right. flannel diapers on. Okay, yeah, that's a better way to right. put it. Right. Yes. That we got chickens and flannel diapers. Right. Which I'm pretty sure is a whole comment on the whole uh, grunge flannel thing. Sure. Right? sure. That we're raising the next <laughs> bunch of <laughs> grunge chickens. Grunge I guess? chickens. And we have Bobcat Goldthwait in a dress. Beautiful. 
and pregnant bellies and pregnant Nirvana. Yeah, and and then at some point a fish for no reason. Yeah, he's got a fish that says "Breathe, you sons of bitches," and they're in a classroom, and it ends with them shooting fetuses out of their crotchal regions at yeah Bobcat Goldthwait, all of yeah. them, even birth, Kurt Cobain, birth cannon, and. For some reason that I cannot understand. Oh, that did say at the end, September 2013. Yeah. So I want, yeah, they must have reissued that commercial as part of that album reissue. Chris Novoselic, for a reason never explained, has what we would come to know as a Smash Mouth beard. Yes. It's a what the hell is happening moment. Yeah. For me. Forget all the other things of the talking fish and Bob Goldthwaite as like a lunch lady in a classroom teaching a Lamaze class in an actual classroom with a chalkboard. A, la- a Lamaze class where people give birth. Right. Which I don't think those where two things. men give birth. Yeah. Right. And that there's also. to projectile babies. That multiple babies. Shoot out at. Yeah. A creepily lipsticked Bobcat Goldthwaite. That will at some point also make a fish talk. Right. A real fish. An uh, actual fish. Horrifying fish. He holds right. the mouth. Uh, he, he makes the fish a puppet. He makes a dead fish a puppet. And there's chickens in flannel diapers. Look, in utero, in stores this fall. Why aren't you buying it, kids? <laughs> I can't believe this didn't sell as much as Nevermind. Why isn't this like one of the great ad campaigns? <laughs> this, I want to buy the world of Coke on the same level. Yeah, they're... There weren't commercials for Nevermind, probably. Uh, How come it did so much better? Yeah. Yeah, that that's a that is what page was that on? Did I even tell people? Uh no, I don't know if you did. Uh it's I think it's called nightmaresforever.org. Oh, it's on Nirvana's YouTube page. Oh, Jesus. Wait, guys. that can't be their real YouTube page. Guys. They only have nine thousand subscribers. Oh well, guys. Let's see. Now there's no way. It's not even capitalized. But they are letting us know that Nirvana is available, that In Utero is available now. Out now. Oh, yeah. Did you really need a whole YouTube page for that? It's, it's been out now for 24 years. Yeah, we got it. It's not not available. <laughs> so that is the commercial for In Utero. Oh, uh, I love you guys. I love you, Bob Goldthwait. I don't know if I ever need to see that again. No, no, definitely not. Uh, let's... Let's just watch Nirvana winning Best New Artist at the VMAs. Oh, yes. Let's do that. Because this is such a complete and total snapshot of everything. Like, the only thing this needs is shots from the Iraq War. We got Wilson Phillips and Boys to Men presenting presenting in like a roundabout fashion where they each walk up and then walk away and say one line. To an alternative rock band. To the evocative music of a new folk singer. This is annoying. The nominees for best new artist. Oh. oh boy! It's race day. All right. Go. Wow, this is so '90s. Yeah, it's super '90s. There's like a old cartoon now. Yeah. It says best Tori new Amos artist. Tori Amos is nominated. Tori Amos. Boy, I wonder who's gonna win. Arrested Development. Arrested Development. Wow. Yeah, let's see. The Nirvana of conscious rap bands from Milwaukee. Cracker. Cracker. Cracker had a song called Teen Angst. Come on. Cracker is underappreciated. There we go. There it is. Hello. Good God. (laughs) You know, so 90s. And I'm just gonna wait. I'm just gonna wait. I like to plug the Christmas album that was previously recorded by Boys to Men and uh, Wilson Phillips. Now I'll say the winner. <laughs> Wilson Phillips and Boys to Men, or is, he, a, or is he promoting two Christmas albums? Or yeah. had they? Or was that a joke that like they had made a Christmas record? Yeah, I don't know. Boy, that's, he should stick to script. I'm really confused yeah. now. All right. I don't. Wow. I'd like to thank my family and our record label. This speech is pretty fans. uneventful. And oh, the old you silver. You can't believe everything you've seen here now, can you? Oh, yeah, there's this. They start. Uh, you know, it's really hard to, to uh, believe everything you read. Fake news. Thanks. Remember Joseph Goebbels. What? What? 
minister of propaganda. Yeah. Well, yeah, sure. And then there's Dana Carvey. Is he comparing the plight of uh, 1991 Kurt Cobain to the Jews in Germany? I think he is comparing the fake news to a minister of propaganda who wants you to not believe the truth. I'm going to stick with my Holocaust comparison. That might be that, too. Yeah. It might also be that, uh, you know, what we were witnessing was a grunge Holocaust. That could very well be. Right. Grunge Holocaust. That's right. the name of uh, me and Travis's new album uh-huh. coming out. I don't know if you know this, but if you were a, a grungy, you had to wear a swatch of flannel on your jacket anywhere that you went <laughs> to indicate that you were a part of them. Sure, yeah, sure. Yeah, and then you were, you were put It's in. like the safety pins now for yeah, people who don't right. support Trump. Right. Remember those? Those didn't last long. That, yeah. Oh, thank God. Thank God we have an, an accessory. Yeah. 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 That'll help. Yeah. That's, it's a really dicey time yeah. to start telling people to wear identifying symbols when there's a fucking <laughs> yeah. Nazi in the White yeah, House. Maybe, maybe armbands. What if yeah, we had like, armbands? How about you wait till he forces us to do that? <laughs> yeah. We just, we'll get there. Give it time. <laughs> so this is also from those same VMAs. And this is Nirvana winning the award for best alternative music video. And, uh, Travis, see if you can spot anything different about the band this time. I'll see what I can do. This is from a page called Nirvana Lotto B. Oh, alright. You know, every now and then I forget how long it's been since the nineties, and then you see something from the nineties, you go, Yeah, it was a while ago. Yeah, Dana Carvey. I did a show with his kid recently, and his kid looks like this. Right. Alternative music used to be heard only through the walls of dorm rooms, underground clubs. Now the rest of the world seems to be catching on. Out of the four nominees for best alternative video. Well, then it's not alternative anymore, Dana. Yeah. Well, Dana's just doing his job. Yeah, I know. Oh, boy. So 90s. It's just a cartoon yelling I'm normal over and over until his head exploded. Because that's extreme. Extreme, kids. Nirvana. All right. Sure, I remember them. Sure, that was a band. That's a long clip. We get it. Pearl Jam. Jam. Yeah, they were around. Have you ever looked up what that song's about? Uh, I know what Black is about. I don't know about Alive, though. Alive's about a kid whose dad... I'll explain it later. It's very dark. So is Black. Yeah. Because you remember the Soup Dragon. I do remember the Soup Dragon. Divine Thing. How did that not win? All right. I swear I heard someone say no at the end of the soup dragon. Nirvana smells like team spirit. All right. Okay, let's see if we can spot the difference. Um, it seems to be. It is a. It's Michael Jackson. It's Michael Jackson. There is a Michael Jackson accepting this award, not the. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> it's a pleasure to be here. To do you remember this? I do not. Yeah, yeah they sent a Michael Jackson impersonator to accept to the best alternative award. I am retiring as the king of pop. I will now be known as the king of grunge rock. And on behalf of Nirvana, <laughs> I would like to say thank you for your continued support. And Nirvana, I would like to thank you for asking me to support you on this endeavor. May God bless you, continued success. And in closing, God bless you, America, and my fans. Thank you. I love you always. And Kelly, I love you. Thank you. Who? Good night. Kelly um, um, Presley, right? No, that was Lisa Marie. Oh, whatever. I don't know. <laughs> I'm thinking of uh, the other fake wife. Uh, uh, what's, uh, what's the- John Travolta, Kelly Preston. Yeah, there, there that's what I was go. thinking of. Now, that video... I love that all I had to say was the other fake wife. And you're like, oh, no, Travolta. I got it. You were right there. Yeah. That video, I don't know if he actually hired an impersonator or if it was one of those... Because when those type of people show up, they just go for it when it's their time to crash the stage. Right. And I feel like I've heard conflicting reports that he either hired the person... Or saw it happening and was just like, oh, this that's fine. Yeah, that's fine. I feel like if they were going to hire one, they could have gotten a more convincing one. There's much yeah. more convincing. Like, that looked like LaToya with sunglasses on. And yeah, less like yeah. Michael. Yeah. But I don't know that you, like, you probably don't 
like someone would give that guy five dollars to take a picture on Hollywood Boulevard. Sure, maybe, yeah. And you're just yeah. like, oh, sure. Let's have, let's make it not that convincing. Yeah. Maybe that was it. Look at this guy with long hair in a Michael Jackson outfit. Right. <laughs> I mean, that Who was a, nothing like him. That was a weird thing that started happening in these music video thing. The uh, it felt like the artists thought they were stupid, so that they just did the best to make them awful you know to just yeah. do like weird stuff like the one that comes to mind for me that i definitely saw was like when the beastie boys got crashed by like guys in later hosen they're being like the star wars movies were all my ideas oh yeah <laughs> like, uh, it was so crazy there's the bob dylan soy bomb thing oh soy bomb yeah which that was like dylan's big comeback he hadn't made a good album in like a decade and then there's now some- he's on the grammys in this fucking Kid piece of shit jumps on stage. <laughs> he is some vegan naked man <laughs> <laughs> with the word soy bomb written on him. Dancing to a song that wasn't that fast. Yeah. Like, you didn't need oh, to good Lord. didn't need to shake it like that. All right. Should we uh let's get to there's some sad stuff. Well we don't we're not gonna do the headbangers ball? Oh, I didn't have that on here. I thought you did. I could no. have sworn I saw that one on there. But uh I should I can pull that up quick. That's definitely it is a ball, Ricky. Yeah. <laughs> Headbangers ball. Yeah, this is... Uh, yeah, how did I forget to put this on the I list? don't know. I could have sworn it was. Maybe, I just, maybe I'm just. i thinking of, you know, how YouTube populates shit in the other category. Oh, where yeah. It's like, you also want to watch this. So I thought that was on the list. Speaking of 90s as fuck. Ah, oh, yeah. It's the intro I to Headbangers I must go to America ball. tomorrow. I still remember this. He's going to say, I must go to America tomorrow. Oh, this is great. <laughs> oh, they don't that's not the one I remember. The the kung fu thing was like a part of it forever. And there's one yeah. where the guy goes, I Welcome must to go to America tomorrow. Oh, it's still hair farmer Rackman. Yeah. Wearing a fucking Detroit Red Wings jersey. I can tell you honestly, I have never heard of a band getting a bigger buzz quicker than this band, and I'm not saying it seriously because they're here. Like to welcome Chris and Kurt of the band Nirvana. <laughs> he said Chris, by the way. He did not say Chris. He right. didn't put a hard T on it. Be very comfortable on planes, I think. Um, on planes, yeah. Well, it's a, it's a bar. <laughs> Dress for the bar. On go. planes, yeah. He didn't give me a corsage either. Oh, this is so uncomfortable, but so great. Yeah. This thing has got to be like, I mean, Kurt looks wild. so I mean, unhappy go, to be. If, if right, we're not doing a great job describing it, but this is the like the interview where Kurt Cobain shows up yeah. to Headbangers Ball wearing a <laughs> I mean, ball gown. Well, I think that's what it's supposed to be. It looks like he's wearing <laughs> a so sleeping bag. It looks like he's yeah, on yeah. an expedition inside a sleeping bag. He hasn't fully <laughs> zipped up, but like it's you can't tell that that's supposed to be a gown until he says that. Right. I can't hear. Oh, it's good to look at you. Yeah, and that's the. uh, I mean, that's got to be in a hard rock or something somewhere, right? Like that's yeah, that's got to be in somebody's collection. It could be the music, maybe. Uh, I mean, I like the music. No, no, no. There is a uh, an exhibit of Kurt Cobain's art right now in Seattle. Oh, and they have the incesticide painting up. Oh, that's cool. Before this one. I'll say the other thing I love about this is that it makes Ricky Rackman uncomfortable. And anything yeah, that makes Ricky yeah. Rackman uncomfortable, I find delicious. Yeah, he gets really uncomfortable. <laughs> yes, he does. And it was also, too, like, these guys were in such, like, conflict with the metalheads and the rednecks, you know, as they as they viewed them. So to have to go on a metal show to defend their type of music yeah. probably was just, like, a huge insult to them. We're going to be back talking yeah. to these guys in a little bit. Also, we're going to be playing their video. Smells like Teen Spirit, which is very quickly becoming one of the most. He looks so bothered. Also. Yes. So stick around as the Headbangers Ball continues. Everyone looks tired and angry. <laughs> I mean, and this it's... thing was on. It started at like midnight. It feels like they also filmed it at midnight whenever yeah. you'd watch it. Yeah. Like there was never the like. Oh, they shot this like during normal hours when people are around. It's like, hey, quick, everyone rush into this like room that Rob Zombie painted and let's all pretend like we're friends. Did Rob Zombie paint that room? He actually did in one of the episodes come on and like do some set piece decoration of like the Rob Zombie stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, I know he used to be a like a PA on Pee Wee's Playhouse or something. Rob Zombie? Yeah. Wow. It's one of his early jobs. 
So I didn't know if he just like was work, but no, the white zombie was. Yeah, he he had broken by then, and so they had asked him to come on, and he ended up painting some of his like kind of weird cartoonish devil figures along the uh, the fake beams that supposedly held up the warehouse of metal (laughs) at Barrett's Ball (laughs) was filmed. So let's uh, let's end on some. Some, some sad, sad stuff. Yeah, that's how I like to go out every yeah. time. Yeah, that's how this podcast is gonna uh, inevitably end anyway. Well, unless, unless we have some new findings. That's right. Then we that's might right. have an we might have an exclusive. <laughs> we find out that deep in the forest of Aberdeen is a young man, or no, now a no longer young man, very still making man. music. Yeah, Not very old. No longer young. Right. You right. know, it's ten years older. Than right. Me. It's fine. Uh, so this first, uh, this is. It's not that sad. It's kind of cool. This, I think there's a DVD that comes with the with the Lights Out box set, and I think this might be on it. But I don't know if they've ever released it just as an audio single. Go, Chris. But it's Nirvana playing Seasons in the Sun by Terry Jacks in a studio in, I believe they're in Rio de Janeiro. What? Yeah, there's a really great uh, series of in utero demos that they did in Rio, and I think this is from that. Oh, he's playing drums. Yeah, he's playing drums. Chris is on guitar, and Dave is playing bass. It's like they wanted to be confusing. Yeah. Goodbye, Papa. Please play for me. <laughs> like this is sad in retrospect, but you can you can tell they're trying to be funny here. It seems like they're just trying to have fun. I think yeah. they're, they're like trying to break up the monotony of being a touring band. Yeah. You know, it's another funny thing looking at all of this stuff. Like Dave Grohl, back to Dave Grohl, how we're talking about how he's been so present for so long. Yeah. It's kind of like when you see someone every day, you don't notice them aging. Yeah. Because you see them so much. Now you go back and you look at this, you go, oh my God, he was like a boy. Yeah, he was he like was a, a little, little, little boy. baby. Little, <laughs> little Dave Grohl baby. He was just nothing but hair and teeth. He was just yeah. a small little man. Why the long face, Dave? Because uh, he's that's his face. That's just how it is. He's got a very long face. Yeah. He at one point says, uh, "At one point he says I have foggy turds because he forgets. <laughs> he forgets the words. I think he's making most of the words up anyway." I like that there's Spanish subtitles on this video. Yeah, yeah. yeah that also, uh, even though they don't speak Spanish in Brazil, I mean, I'm sure people do speak Spanish. But yeah, I'm pretty sure this happened in Rio. Yeah, if anyone can find, if you track down the Nirvana Rio demos, there's some cool shit on there. But I think most of that did end up on with the lights out. It's like watching like a grunge hard day's night or something. Like all the like little yeah. vignettes of them like just walking down the street or like looking at stuff. It's Yeah, it's, it's a neat video. I don't know. Yeah. It's on a YouTube page, a guy named Oscar Barha. So I don't Oscar know if Barha. I don't know if he made that video or if it was just uh, pieced together after the fact. And so, but that footage in the video is actually them playing that song, uh, along with them wandering around town and trying to get bags off of roofs. Yeah, and looking around forests. Yeah, which yeah. is what I imagine they did in most of their free time. Well, walk, walk why around not? the woods and get bags off of roofs. Well, 
if the bags are there for the getting, uh, you got to get them. You got to get the yeah. bags. All right. So what should we? There's a few other things. I don't think we'll get through everything. Uh, you can find their last show, which uh, was March first, ninety four, in Munich, Germany. But it it it's out there, and the whole thing is out there. But it's for one thing, just audio, and not the cleanest audio. It's the exact opposite of clean audio. Yeah. It is excruciating to listen to. Uh, but that's out there. That's on the MCRA Nirvana page. But um, and and that's worth checking out just as like a snapshot, like a historical artifact. Sure. Burn it to a CD or something. Keep it. Give it to your fucking kids. But there is a much better uh, video. Why did I start right in the middle of that? That's a weird place to start. Yeah. That's all right. But uh, this is from February 25th, 1994 in Milan, Italy. And the shows on the In Utero tour were the best shows Nirvana did. Well, yeah, because they'd become... Uh, four five piece band at that yeah, point. Yeah, yeah. And the uh, this video is one of the better, I think, fan shot videos. The quality is really good. It's on a web on a page called Alternative Copper Pot Five. What? Yeah. All, <laughs> Alternative Copper Pot One through Four were taken right, already. Yeah. Right. So you have to go with five. So you got to go with five. But this is, it's multiple shots. Like, you can tell it's pieced together from a series of different bootlegs. But you still get to see, like, this is what I, I mean, this is what your vantage point kind of would have been had you seen Nirvana in concert. He's got a beanie on. Yeah. Opened with uh, one of my favorite songs, which is uh, Radio Friendly Unit Shifter. They opened every show on this tour with that song but this video is worth watching for sure because it's a really good if you've never seen Nirvana in concert uh, this is one of them to watch it's good angles the sound quality is not terrible And they're not on TV, so they're just being a band. And yeah, not they're really not spitting on cameras and whipping up. out dicks. Yeah. Yeah. I love this song so much. It's so. You can still see that house band, that that bar band. Yeah. In them, but it's it's bigger now. Yeah. It, you know. And I mean, like, this isn't the best quality either. I think probably the best, the best concert, like, official concert release from this era is, I think they finally put out the Live and Loud concert that they did on New Year's Eve. Oh. I think it was New Year's Eve 93. Right before the OD happened? Yeah. And they played at, like, Pier 48 in Seattle. It was supposed to be them and Pearl Jam. And Pearl Jam Pearl Jam canceled. So Nirvana played for, like, 90 minutes. Oh. And it's, like, a pristine... Because they aired it on TV, so the right. sound quality's great. And I think they... Is that, like, one of, like one of those radio festival Christmas things kind of deal? Well, or? it was an MTV thing. Oh, okay. Yeah. And uh, that, I think, is already has already been officially released. Yeah, it's called Nirvana Live and Loud. And it's uh, a concert from 1993, right you know, right at the end of 93. Right. So it's from this same era. But it's also a TV thing, so it's a little more produced. Right. But this show, like you'll you get to see them basically just what it what seeing them as a fan in an arena was like. And uh, I would recommend them both. Go watch both of those concerts. I have a question for you. Yes. We've talked about numerous times that we don't believe that maybe there would have been one more Nirvana record. Maybe. Yeah. 
but realistically the band was probably going to break up maybe even before that final record right do you think there would have been a nirvana reunion do you think they would have all gotten together and done like a maybe even just a one-off show or one-off tour after a certain amount of time if they were all still here no i could see him being like a morrissey type who just forever would be like i already did that don't go back I don't know why Kurt would have a British accent. Well, you know, he was he's going through a different phase. He was embracing yeah, luxury yeah. as yeah. Uh, Courtney had hoped We don't he know. Would. We yeah. don't know what would happen that true. far down the road. Maybe he'd have a British Look, accent. Everybody, at, at least in the late 90s, started to have a British accent. That was the other trend that happened. Yeah. Um, I wonder. I just wonder. I mean, it's not like they needed the money. They certainly did okay. Right. But I wonder if it, there would have been a for the fans kind of thing, you know? Yeah. I've. I've uh, now you know, I hear it. Yeah, what yeah. the fuck is happening? I don't know. But um yeah, I think I I don't. Like I I feel like they would have been just kind of done because Dave Grohl would have gone and done the food. Like I feel like Dave Grohl would have been probably if anyone was going to facilitate a reunion, probably him. I feel like he's the most Well, we don't know what Kurt would have been up to. I feel like yeah. Kurt's the I mean, Dave's the one who would be the most uh, inaccessible. Right, right. I got this, I got that, I got this, I got that, I got kids, you know. Yeah. And Dave Grohl is a he he's a collaborator type. Yes, he is. And uh I could have seen him maybe trying to get a reunion together, but who knows? I do think we would have got one more album and I think right. it would have been a great album. I bet you I bet you Kurt would have ended up on a Foo Fighters record but like secretly. Like he'd have been like yeah. I'll come play drums on a song or I'll come play yeah. guitar on a song but don't credit me. Yeah. And then the fans would like be like, "You know what that sounds like?" you know. Yeah. Who knows? I know. That's what I'm telling you. That's uh, I've been. Oh. I, I've been to the, the. I travel the multiverse pretty regularly. Oh, sure. And I've been sure. to the ones where he's still around, and that happens in most of them. Oh, that yeah, makes yeah, sense. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know why I didn't think of that. I, well, you know, that's uh, one of the reasons you asked me to host the show. Is you know my multiverse abilities. Right. Yeah. 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 That you bring a lot to the table. I sure do. So uh, yeah, I think we'll we'll stop there. But there's also if you go out and uh, if you want to see a really good interview with Kurt Cobain, I didn't pull any really great clips. But oh, the tinsel. Yeah, there's a there's an interview that people when the conspiracy theories about him killing himself come up, there's people cite these two interviews he did near the end of his life mm-hmm. where if you watch them, they are very upbeat interviews, and he doesn't seem that the tinsel one's weird. Yeah, the t- it's a weird one, but because he's like eating a protein shake or a or a milkshake in the beginning of it, it's really weird. Yeah, it's long. It's uh, like if you watch yeah. ninety minutes, and, and it's, it's like uncut footage where like Francis Bean is in a chair and there's yeah. time code, and then he's like eating he's eating a milkshake with a spoon and answering questions. Oh, Aberdeen, it's just like a remote logging town. You know, it's just it's a weird, yeah. yeah. It opens with yeah, Francis Bean uh smacking Courtney Love in the face, yep, yep, which is yep. pretty great. And uh yeah, it's the title of it is Kurt Cobain of Nirvana, in case you didn't know. Oh, in case you're wondering, yeah. Uh interview December 13th, 1993, Pier 48, Seattle, Washington. Oh, I'm looking for Kurt Cobain of Skid Row. Is oh, he around? Oh, yeah. Uh no, we do have Kurt Cobain of Ed Ted Fred. Oh, here. I was yeah. looking for Kurt Cobain of Fecal Matter. Oh, the one who wrote Wattage in the Cottage. Yeah, yeah, you know him? Sure. No. Oh, man, I really be looking for that interview. <laughs> Uh, so this, yeah, this is December thirteenth, ninety three, Pier forty eight. So this, th- he must have done this interview right before doing that live and loud right. concert. It might have been probably might have been the re- the rehearsals for it, right? Yeah, backstage. Yeah, something like that. But it is, it's a really good interview, and there's another one where you'll have to search for it. But it's just, it says one of Kurt Cobain's final interviews. Uh, extremely rare. It's on WatchMojo.com's oh, Watch Mojo. YouTube page. And that one is only 26 minutes. He's standing like by a river or something. And I've seen clips of both of those in the documentaries. Is he under a bridge? Uh, it wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> okay, interesting. Wouldn't surprise me. Uh, so yeah, that's that's a bunch of Nirvana stuff that you can uh, check out on online. And uh, you should. Yeah. There's also Dave Grohl's first show, which it's out there in its entirety, but not the full video, and it doesn't sound great. Yeah, it's interesting it. to see, but then again, you could also just watch a show with Dave Grohl yeah. on drums. It doesn't look that different. It's not like, oh, he found himself as a drummer. Yeah. He was already pretty If good. someone was yeah. lying about it being the first show, right. you wouldn't have any. Yeah, you'd be like, oh, yeah, it just seems like yeah. he's playing the drums. Sounds about right. A lot right. of hair going around. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of teeth. <laughs> it seems like a Dave Grohl drummer. Yeah. yeah. 
So, uh, do we have anything to plug? This is coming out next week. Is that September? Yeah, it'll be close to September. It'll be in September, won't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, the uh, uh, end of the month, I'm uh, on the uh, Unpop show in Glendale. Oh, yeah. We yeah. have our uh, our bi-weekly show in Glendale, September 6th and September 20th this month. Travis Clark is on the September 20th show. I am on the 20th, yes. Uh, we got uh, lots of Alex Schmitz on the September 6th show. Um, it's going to be damn good times. Come to both of those. They're free. Go to eventbrite.com and search for Unpops to reserve your spot. And uh show starts at 7.30. Come on out. Do it up. Yeah. And Support live comedy. Please do. And uh, subscribe to the rest of our podcasts on Patreon. Patreon.com slash unpops. And uh, visit our YouTube page to see a video version of this podcast with all the pretty videos over yeah, it. Yeah, with us watching videos. Yeah. It'll be like you're hanging out with us. It'll be just like that. It, except we'll be flatter. Right, right. Because we'll right. be on a screen. Yeah. Yeah. Other than that, it's great. Do you have anything to plug? Uh, you can just follow me on the social medias. Uh, I'm at Mr. Travis Clark, at Mr. Travis Clark, and uh, I'll let you know all the stuff I'm doing. Very nice. Uh, yeah, I think that's it. Let's get out of here. Travis, say goodbye. Bye, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> goodbye, everybody. We love you. <laughs> <laughs>